Well, our good friend Jonathan Greenstein is with us live via telephone. I believe, and I'll confirm this with him in a second, I believe the date for the uh, the next big Judaica auction from Jay Greenstein and company is the 13th of June. I believe that's accurate. Again, we'll find out in just a moment once I uh, introduce him. Uh, the reason I asked him on is because, again, he has some very interesting and many unique items in this upcoming auction. Jonathan Greenstein, welcome back to JM in the AM. Um, how are you, how sir? Are you, how are you, brother, man? Uh, I missed you. You missed me? What do you yeah, mean? it's been a couple of months since we spoke, man. I love you, brother. <laughs> it has been a while. Am I right that uh, June 13th is the date? Yes, it is. It is. It um, you know it, this auction required a lot of research because it was uh, just some real crazy group of eclectic items, and um, so it took me a little longer to write the catalog. But yeah, we're on schedule. June thirteenth is out at the printer already. Now, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to actually see. I, as I always tell you, I love going through your catalog. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so the so the the items that have caught my attention that have struck my fancy over the last week or two. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, like Joan Rivers' Seder Plate and Zev Jabotinsky's Passport, those are both in this auction. Yeah, those are, I mean, to me personally, you know, Lahav deal, one to the other, right. but it's still just, you know, incredible, uh, important Jews, you know, one in American society and, you know, and one for Jewish society in general, uh, to have two, of, two items that were personally owned by them, to me, is, it's a, I mean, it's a great honor. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just cool, and I think that this basically sums up you know the 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 scope and the range that you work in. You know Joan yeah. R- Joan Rivers' dear stuff and Zev Jabotinsky's. You know uh, important documents. Like I think- yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, you know the Joan Rivers' Seder plate and her matzah cover um, was sold in her estate. You know, just like a, unfortunately, just like a tchotchke, like nobody really cared. Uh, you know, and it was purchased. You know, minimally, without understanding the Judaic value. You know, we we also sold many many years ago. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s Hanukkah Menorah. Right. Um, we sold some stuff by Meyer Lansky. You know, important, uh, not necessarily, you know, holy Jews, but right. you know, still you know, important historical Jews. Well, you know, they're, they're personal items. Certainly. Are usually valuable. Certainly key members of modern Jewish history. I mean, no question about that. Yeah, for sure. You uh, know, people forget that, you know, Meyer Lansky, you know, he was responsible for making sure that uh, the pre state of Israel, you know, got guns. That's correct. You know? And that was. And, and when he. And, when he wasn't let into Israel, it was a very sensitive uh, issue, to say the least. Yeah, correct. Golden Meir, you know, told him, "Sorry, you know, no gangsters in uh, in Israel." And they seem to forget what he did, be, you know, before the creation of the state. Yeah, I don't even know if Goldor gets really all the blame for that, but whatever. And there's, there's a few other yeah. people as well. Anyway, yeah. um, so um, so oh, by the way, I, I got to ask you this before you know more listeners criticize me. I don't know if it was last time or the time before. You had the Kalbach piano. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it it did sell, correct? It yes, did, it, it, it sold. It sold to uh, a very sweet composer uh, who lives in Manhattan Beach, and uh, you know she used to compose some music with Shlomo on that very piano. And uh, I'm, I'm allowed to say who it is, Cecilia Margolis. Oh yeah, Cecilia told us about this. That's right. Yeah, right, and, um, and and it, it, and, it, and it basically went for what you expected, right? Like you you put a yeah. value on it, and you and you basically hit it right on the nose, right? Yeah, there was there was a lot of interest in it, but you know most Karlbach, you know Chevra, most Karlbach followers, you know, including myself, not going to spend twenty thousand dollars on a piece of memorabilia because you know really right. they're paying yeshiva tuition and so on and so forth. Right. Um, but um, 
Well, it meant yeah, a lot I, to her. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean that's why it didn't get the thirty, forty thousand dollars, but right. it did get the twenty. Right. Uh, and um, like I said, she was very close to Shlomo. She composed some songs with him. She still composes now. Right. And it, it was the, the it was the appropriate place for it to be. The, the Karbach family was very very happy. Um, if you would get, I'm just curious if, if you'd have a you know a clean copy, one, one that's I guess what they would call what very good to excellent condition. Uh, original LP, first LP of Shlomo Kalbach. Is that something you would include in your lots? I mean, is that something that uh, if if it was signed by him, it would probably sell between five and eight hundred dollars. Wow. Uh, you know, if it wasn't signed by him, probably not. You could buy them on eBay for about fifteen bucks. I but I can't find the original one on eBay. The first one I just can't find on any source. Oh yeah, uh, you mean the first album? Yeah, uh, I just can't believe find it or not, I, I have an A track of that somewhere in my house. Wow. Yeah, that's how old I am. But yeah, it, it we, we, all, a, we all thought you were a youngster until that revelation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we know each other a long time now. <laughs> yeah, right. Years go by very, very fast. Now, how does one obtain the French identification card, or what we call the passport, of Zev Jabotinsky? Uh, it's uh, it's very interesting. Okay, so um, he obviously was uh, granted refugee status in France, uh, and all refugees had ID cards. You know, he wasn't allowed to work. In France, with his ID card, it was not a work permit. Right. Um, and you know, when he passed away, a descendant in his family, uh, and from there, it was sold to Dove and Harriet Kamenetsky, huh. uh, who were who collectors, you know, both in Israel and in America. You know, he was um, an, uh, an architect uh, or an engineer. I, I forget. You know, he was a client of mine many years many years ago. He passed away. I want to say about ten, fifteen years ago, and a little bit less than that. You know, his wife passed away, and a descendant is now in the estate. And the estate is selling it. You know, it's uh, an incredible piece of Jewish history. Uh, it has a, a phenomenal picture, the iconic picture of Zev. You know, looking uh, at the, you know looking um, you know at his pro, you know profile-wise shot of his, and as his uh, he signed it. Uh, it's stamped by the French government. It's what he used in Paris. And you know, it's, it's just pretty wild. It, like I sometimes am baffled by why families or anybody who gets a document like that, you know, along the line, you know, thinks it's worth saving. Like I always wonder what what what. You know, because we know, th- those of us who've ever moved, we know yeah. that we're sitting there, you know, save or throw out, you know, save or throw out. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, amazing no. amazing that some of these things last and they just, you know, get passed down. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. You know, I mean, obviously the Jabotinsky family knew that um, you know, it, it had value. Right. They weren't just going to toss it. What, you are know, you, what are you valuing it at? Uh, it's one of those unknown. Uh, you know, my do you the, have the official a, do, estimate is twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Do you have a minimum they, bid? Like, do you have a minimum? Uh, minimum start? bid, I think, is sixteen thousand. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's the rock bottom that I thought. So the no one, was. no one could walk out of that auction without a sixteen with that without a sixteen thousand dollar bid. No, 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 not at all. And you know, my you know, my deep instinct is that it's probably going to sell in the forty to sixty thousand dollar range. Wow. You know, you think about it. I mean, you know, Zev obviously passed away before the creation of the state of Israel, but he was theoretically, you know, a founding father. Yeah, even though he didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, live to see it. A hundred percent. You know, he was the, theoretically the first person that would create a, you know, created a kind of a JDL. You know, the Jewish Defense Organization. You know, back in Russia. You know, he was the first one to try to stop the pogroms. Hundred percent. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on our beloved NSN app. Jonathan Greenstein's with us June 13th is the next big auction. Uh, have, you put a, uh, have you put a price tag on the uh, Joan Rivers piece, the Seder plate? Yeah, that's nowhere, <laughs> nowhere near, you know, like I said, La Havdiel, that's I nowhere know. near as valuable. Uh, even though she wasn't necessarily an observant Jew, she was very outspoken uh, oh, for, the yeah. state of, for the state of Israel. By the way, there's some people out there, and you know this, who it's going to be a, a, you know, a, 
it'll be endearing to them to have it in their house. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, listen, she was still a sweet Jew. Of you know, and, no, and she never hired, she never hid her Jewishness. Of course. You know, as you know, part of her routine actually. Uh, but I think she'll mostly be remembered by you know her you know her defense of Israel. 100%. She was a true Israel advocate. Yeah, of course. Very influential and very outspoken. Yeah. And, and you won't tell me what the opening bid is, huh? <laughs> I, I, I think the opening bid is in the twos. You there know, you it's, go. It's, not, it, it's not a ridiculous amount of money. You, you know, if it wasn't Jones, uh, the Seder dish by itself, you know, is a couple hundred dollars. It's, it's not, you know, it was made by Spode in England. It's not particularly rare. It's not particularly old. It's not particularly early, you know, but uh, it was hers, you know. Jonathan Greenstein with us, jgreenstein.com. It's initial jgreenstein.com uh, for the website and all the information about the upcoming auction. Uh, what was your most recent television appearance? Anything uh, of note? Uh, yeah, I, w- I was on Fox um, talking about Pesach. Uh, what they want to know? What was the item? The Sunday them? before. Uh, it was. Uh, I brought a, a bunch of different Seder trays. One of them was a um, a Seder tra- a Seder equipage, as we say. You know, which, uh, in English, you know, in Hebrew is a Kaira. Right. You know, it had the three slots for the matzah and had a whole bunch of. Um, Holders up uh, on, on top. It was made in Poland, probably about 150 years ago. Uh, it was the size of probably a large computer, and it was silver, and it was definitely owned by a um, somebody from the, either the Rizhner, uh dynasty or another Hasidic dynasty, because yeah. it was gorgeous, and the value was probably somewhere between a million and two million dollars. Wow! Uh, yeah, so we took that on. We spoke about that. Uh, we spoke about. Um, we I you know, I spoke about um, a couple of Kiddush cups that were created. One was a Kiddush cup, and one was a Pesach cup that was created by Yohan Mitnach in the 1740s. Um, and the, the value on those were about eighty thousand dollars. That's actually in the upcoming sale, uh, and uh, lot one thirty four. And then recently, I was on um, News Twelve with uh, Paula. Oh, I forget her last name. Who uh, was interested in talking about the Joan River Seder tray? You know, yeah, she, I, uh, I could see that. That's yeah, a Long Island yeah. station, right? Uh, it's actually cable vision all over. Ah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's News Twelve um, in in the five boroughs as well as uh, Queens and Long Island. Let me ask you something. The the I mean, obviously, you've seen men as we have. You've seen many Seder trays and plates mm-hmm. that that are on top. Of three sections for the matzot, correct? You've seen that, of correct. course, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. What is the earliest you've seen that? In other words, I'm curious if when the mm-hmm. when the seder plate first came into fashion, when mm-hmm. pe- when people hundreds and you know maybe thousands at this point years ago, you know, started using a you know and created a traditional seder plate. Do you have any clue when those three uh, shelves, when those three uh, tiers were added, or the earliest one you've seen that actually had the three tiers on it? Yeah, uh, the one that we that I brought onto Fox uh, was you know was pretty early. It was like I said, it was 1850s. But the absolute crazy earliest one that I've ever seen was created in Berlin. It was owned by a collector in Great Neck, uh, and it was in the mid 1780s. It had you know it opened to allow three slots of matzah uh, and had uh, an abstract. I mean, it was, it was actually pretty creative for the time. Uh, five different slots for food, and on the top it had a, a spot for a kushal eliyahu. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was huge. Oh my god, That's it was a cool. monster. I never because thought of, a, of that. Because of a chair. Yeah. I never thought of an additional uh, a spot on the Seder tray for Koshal Yo. Yeah, no, uh, we get that we get that all the time, especially we will, in modern creation. We will never see, and this includes you, we will never see a Seder plate older than from when? What would be the earliest you'll ever see? 
Uh, the earliest one that, uh, without the three tiers, just to say to Trey, right. w- it was a pewter one that was engraved in Germany, uh, I, I would say probably in the 1670s. Very cool. You know, b- before that, in private hands, you know, or at least in my hands in the last 32 years, one has never crossed. Do you ever see a modern item, right, something from the early 2000s, and you say to yourself, boy, 200 years from now, they're going to be clamoring for this thing? Um, the handmade stuff from Israel, absolutely. The machine-made stuff that you would buy in a retail store, absolutely not. You know, that right. stuff gets melted and broken, and, you know, it's, it's... But, you know, when you go to Israel uh, and you support, you know, the, the artists that work by hand there, um, those things create, have value. Even the items that I'm selling now, you know, in these auctions, the last 54 auctions, were, for the most part, all handmade pieces by artisans, whether they were in Poland or Lemberg uh, or, you know, parts of Russia or Germany, uh, or France, these, you know, the value is in the fact that they were not mass creative, created. They were done each one by hand by an artist. So if you want to invest in something modern now, support the Israeli, you know, silversmiths. Right. You know, buy something from them, and I guess put it away for two hundred years, and hopefully, when Michelle comes, we'll uh, be able to see uh, if uh, if I was right. Yeah, there are a couple of people in this area as well that do the same thing. And uh, now that I think about it, I, I know what you mean. If they if they have a unique product. It certainly will be valuable a couple of hundred yeah. years from now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, it's the same rules. If it's beautiful, the value grows. Right. The Shlomo Kalbach Kiddush Cup and Charity Box, it's Thucka Box. <laughs> are they going to be part of this upcoming auction or not? Uh, no, those are always just on sale in our, ga- on our gallery. And they're, uh, and they're worth about, like, what would, you'd sell uh, it for the, what? The, the Carbach Kiddush Cup is $1,200. Um, so if I, gave, if I gave you 1200 bucks, I can make Kiddush this Friday night on, on Kalbach's Kiddush Cup. No, no, it's not Shlomo's Cup. Uh, Neshama and I, um, we co-designed oh. a, a Kiddush cup in, um, in, in memory and celebration of his 88th birthday. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and uh, we called it the Cup of Love and Prayer, <laughs> you know, as opposed to the House of Love and Prayer. <laughs> right. and, and it has no base. In other words, you can never put it down or it'll spill. You have to palm it and hold it in your, in your palm. The halacha is you're really supposed to have five fingers on the kiddush cup when you make kiddush, right? right? That, you know, that's you know theoretically the halacha. Right. You know, Shlomo was such a giving person. The idea is that the cup gets passed from person to person without having to put it down on the that's table. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a and very cool sits, concept. It, it actually sits in a wooden base. Um, you know, while you're awaiting making kiddush. I mean, have you ever seen that before? It's literally your. No, career. no, no. This was you know, in, you know, Shlomo and I just brainstormed one night. And, is it stuck a box uh, also unique? Yeah, the Stucker box is only one right now. Um, we, I, we, I made it out of silver, obviously. Right. Um, we designed it um, very similar to Shlomo's Kever, uh, uh-huh. and it's sized perfectly that we were going to create it to fit uh, the best of Shlomo Karloff's five CDs. <laughs> That's so, you great! Know, so you can fit five of his CDs in it just perfectly. It's the most expensive CD holder in existence, how <laughs> much I can tell you. you know, but, we've yeah, we've got through CD holders like crazy here. I don't know if I can afford that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But after the CDs are out, it's it's a, a charity box. You know, um, oh, is that cool? And it's engraved pretty much with everything that's on his cover. Um, is, there a picture, blew- is there a picture of it on the website? Uh, I think there is. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. There may be one on the website. I mean, this this is already you know five, four or five five or six years ago. Uh, you know, but it's uh, it's still there. You know, we haven't so, sold it yet. You know, we're asking 3,500 dollars for it. One of these days, somebody will you know some shlomo chassid you know will uh, say I have to have that and buy it. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. All right, June 13th. That's the date of the next big auction. Jay Greenstein and Company hosts it. Uh, they're on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Go to J, that's initial J, Greenstein.com, jgreenstein.com, 
And uh, as you said, the ca- those who get the catalog on a regular basis, they're going to be getting that in the mail real soon, right? Yeah, next, next couple of weeks. And if everybody needs a catalog, by all means, just email me. I'm happy. To, you know, there's no charge for them. I'm happy to dispense them as long as I have extra copies. They are so cool to look at. I'm telling Thank you. you. For people like Thank me who can't afford anything, they're so cool to look at. Yeah, it, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's a beautiful piece of art itself. I mean, and by the way, you know, 50th anniversary unification of Jerusalem, you know, you you have a lot of early Israel stuff in general. I don't know, yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what's in this catalog, but you usually yeah, have a lot of good Israel stuff. Yeah, Gavalt, you know the um, this, the Batzala school, you know, which was in sure. Jerusalem, you know, uh, created by Bar, you know, uh, Professor Barashatz in right. the real, really beginning of the 20th century. Um, to this day. Things made by Basalel is the most sought-after uh, pieces of Judaica and Israeliana uh, that exist. You know, collectors for that are both here and in Israel uh, are vying for beautiful pieces that were made by that school. And they're around. They're they're available. Like what? Uh, the- yeah, uh, the common stuff that was created, uh, you know, with the intent, you know, to sell and to make. F- Funds available for the school to continue, uh, yeah, is is pretty popular and not very expensive. But the real hardcore Vitsala stuff, the stuff that was made by the you know, Yemenite immigrant artisans um, in silver and in brass and in damascene and in carpets, I mean, the real heavy duty artsy stuff. It's very very hard to find, and it commands tremendous tremendous dollars. There's more Vitsala collectors now than there were ever ever before. Possibly has to do with something with the reunification of Jerusalem. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, you know the. Desires, yeah, that much I could tell you. Jonathan, I could speak to you all day. Thank you yep. so much for joining us. Uh, website, everybody, Jay Greenstein. Just search it or you go initialjgreenstein.com. Uh, the auction coming up in mid June. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Nahum, man, you're my holy brother. I love talking <laughs> to you. You're the sweetest guy, one of, one of the sweetest guys in the world. Your brother, uh, Nate, is. Uh, Probably the sweetest guy. Maybe you run a close second, or you're first, and he runs a close second. Don't forget, he's the reason I'm religious today from NCSY. Wow, that's quite a public statement to make. That's cool. Thank you. Yeah, about 38 years ago I met him. Yep, unbelievable. Amazing. Yep. Thanks so much, Jonathan. Love you, brother. Zygazud. He is amazing. Jonathan Greenstein. Check it out, folks. Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Go online. I'm telling you, it is worth getting the catalog, which Jonathan just said he'll send to you for free, just to go through Jewish history. It is so cool. If you, if you just love items uh, that reflect different eras of uh, Jewish history, it's so incredible. Anyway, more coming up. It's Wednesday, Sphere Format Wednesday at JMN.